This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing. But rest assured, you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. A very good evening to everyone. It's Sunday night, so that means it's extra time. The final word on the weekend's action. And, of course, the final word this week is Tottenham Hotspur 1, Wolverhampton Wanderers 2. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. What a fantastic day yesterday was. Last week, they have a saying, don't they? Turn that frown upside down. And we've certainly turned the frown upside down. Uh, we're going to be doing it in one hit tonight rather than two halves. I'm absolutely shattered. Long day yesterday. Uh, probably overdone it a bit. Gone down to see the Wolves women as well today. Um, beat the, the West Birmingham Baggy Birds. We'll talk a little bit about that. So we're going to do it in one go. Um, so we've already got over 150 of you watching live uh, rather than the two. We will still have the quiz um, and I've got some fantastic guests. Before we get started, I do want to say a massive big thank you once again to Creation Wolf for powering extra time. Uh, they're a local company. They deliver the latest and most advanced digital solutions to take your brand online presence and digital capabilities to the next level. If you're listening to it on podcast, it's uh, www.creationwolf.com. The link is in the description below as well for you. And, uh, yeah, great people. And make sure you check them out if you've got a business and you want to take your business to the next level. Uh, I've got something I want you to try out as well for me in a minute, but I'm going to get my guests on the screen. Um, first of all, oh, he's been missing. We've had complaints. Well, not really, but like we have had people asking, where is he? And he's here. <laughs> it is the voice of reason himself. Jack, how are you doing? <clears throat> not so bad, Dave. How are you? I'm a bit tired, mate. And yeah, you know, yeah. I'm looking, probably looking. If you're looking on the screen, you're probably thinking, Dave's a bit quiet thing. You're a bit, probably a little bit under the weather as well. I'm okay, but like a little yeah. bit tired. Um, but well worth it. Love our Absolutely. team. Wanted to support the, uh, the obviously the boys yesterday. Fantastic. And then been to support the uh, the girls today. And fantastic. So it's been a double-barreled win. How about yourself? 
Yeah, all good. I mean, it's that time of year, isn't it, with coughs and colds and everything. I've been a bit under the weather myself the last few weeks, and then obviously I was away on holiday this week, which has been nice. Um, oh, so you tell everyone where have you been, Jack? I've, I've been to Prague for the week, so uh, that was that was amazing. What what a place that is! Never, I'd never been before, and then uh, what a great place that is. Um, and then came back Friday night and went to Tottenham yesterday. So yeah, it's been a good few days. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I've been to Prague. I remember going to Prague. We went for about four days, I think, four or five, about a week ourselves. I remember the first day that I arrived, it was absolutely freezing, chucking it down. It was horrible. We went into the museum thing at the top of the uh, high street, went in there, then if you went in there. Yeah, yeah. And then by the last day, it was shorts and T-shirts, whether it was crazy. Yeah. Uh, went on the little tram thing, got lost. Um Fantastic city, a lot of history yeah. in Prague, uh, and you enjoyed yourself. Absolutely, yeah. beautiful place, yeah. And, uh, Did you have any goulash? Uh, no, no, but uh, plenty of uh, pilsner. So that was uh, that was nice. Yeah, pilsner, absolutely. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you had a great time. We've yeah. also got coming back with her golden smile. <laughs> Look at it; it's there. It's Lucy, the golden girl. How you doing? I'm fine, thank you, my dear. Fine, yes. You have got a beaming smile. If you're listening to on the podcast, obviously you can't <laughs> see this, but she's got. You've got a big smile on your face. Wonder why, Lucy? Doing the double over Tottenham. Massive smiles, Dave. Massive. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And you well? Yes, fine, thank you. Just shattered myself, but all good. All good. All good in the hood, of course. We've also had complaints. Well, not complaints, but like, where is he? Why hasn't he been on? We, we, we've missed him. We know he's. We know he's incredibly like. He's got like a seven-story mansion. Mm-hmm. Plays uh, plays the piano. Friend, used to, friends with Liberace. Friends with Elton. You know. I, you know. I, it's Tuba Wolves. How you doing, mate? Really, really well, Dave. Absolutely chuffed to bits. Uh, my my uh, really, really close friends are a Spurs fan, and we've got a <laughs> private chat. And uh, yesterday he took some he took some huge stick. Six points in the pub next time. What do you want to drink? Six points, please. Six. Points. Um, and have you been Have you been tinkling on the ivories behind you, mate? I have absolutely, Dave. Yes, yes, I have. When you come out, I'll, I'll uh, like play a tune for you. Fantastic, because um, you know, I mean, Craig, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm, I, don't, I don't need to blow smoke up your if your ass or anything like that. But Craig, when things were not going so great earlier in the season, this man, in a reaction, this is when he got his name, Charismatic Craig. What did you say, mate? Seventh, Dave. He was saying seventh. I mean, the the, the points gap. Between sixth and seventh is a bit is a bit much. Uh, we're, we're talking about uh, another four points, but seventh is massively realistic. You still believe? Ah, oh, look, had we not had a, a such a rubbish start, we'd have been pushing uh, for top four. Um, but more about about that in the show. We're, we're doing great. You can see you can see the talent in the side, and we saw that pre-season. And that's why I I said seventh. If they click, they're a sort of match for any team in the league. Any team. Well, we're, we're currently eleventh, I think. Is that correct on goal difference <clears> behind <throat> Chelsea? But 
uh, correct me if I'm wrong, there's not a lot of gap between uh, us and that seventh place. I mean, and it is, I was talking last week, and I'm going to bring, you've got more guests to come, come on and say, but I was talking last week, and I was saying, because we didn't beat Brentford, that's the reason we'll miss out on Europe, because we're not putting teams like Brentford, no disrespect to them, at home. And we've got Sheffield United next week. It's a similar sort of thing. We've got to, If we've got any aspirations of making European competition, you've got to turn them over and beat yeah. Sheffield United and Brentford. And it's all right beating the big six, and we, we love doing that. But the next step for Wolves is to be able to comfortably put those other teams to bed um you know and that's what teams that qualify regularly for big competitions and things like that do don't they craig it's it's a uh, it's a style that we can't play against and we haven't been able to play against a style it's it's not the teams it's the it's a style of play any team that that sits back and and invites us on if, if we we don't score in, in the first ten to fifteen minutes, we, we we start to get anxious and start start to make uh, really uh, really schoolboy errors. As 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 we did yesterday for for the goal we conceded, that I mean it was a appalling goal to concede. No matter how 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 well for the other ninety nine percent of the game we played, we cannot concede goals like that if we're going to be serious about about top four, top six. Absolutely. We're going to get stuck into that. And we do have Boston Brian. Boston, oh. obviously, if you make, if you do, if you do make, if you do make the reaction after a game, you get a nickname. Mm. So, you know, charismatic Craig, Lucy the Golden Girl, Jack, the voice of reason. I, I, I don't think I can ever change that because it's just what you know. I bet people come up to you, Jack, don't they, and say the voice of reason. Yeah, occasionally, yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. And Boston, yeah. Brian. You know, Brian, you were there the weekend uh, in the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And, uh, mate, we're, we're there doing the extra fan reaction. We're literally doing our extra little fan reaction. And Brian's on and we've got Josh, who needs a nickname. And we're doing it, and then all of a sudden, tell the story, Brian. Well, we turn around, and uh, there's this little fella and this big fella <laughs> side by side, Jose Sor and uh, Pedro Neta. So we're just doing our best to get them over, and uh, thankfully we persuaded them to come over. It's unbelievable, yeah, unbelievable. Absolutely, because we do have um, Craig. We do have. Are always Wolves Sevens, which is uh, the charity thing that we do. Craig was in goal last year, broke his ribs, couldn't play golf for like three months. He Just was absolutely, true. you were like the cat, Craig. A big and, cat, mind you. <laughs> and you, you, were, you were magnificent, you know. Thank you. Thank you. Throwing no, yourself great. around and, you know, diving at thingy. Anyway, the, the Charity Sevens is a Content Creators Cup, which is going to happen again this year. Um, we're bringing it back to try and raise even more money for the foundation. But part of the rules of the Content Creators Cup is that you must have appeared uh, on whoever's content thingy. So that, does that mean that Pedro Neto 
they start, <laughs> can now qualify for our team. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. maybe. <laughs> cool. By the sounds of it, you don't need sorry if Craig's in goal. Oh, you're fine. Yeah, you're right. In my dreams, Jack. I'll, I'll remember the second game that we were playing. Um, I think it was against Fancast, the second game. Um, and he made an absolutely brilliant save with his foot. I thought it was a certain goal and he tipped it round. It was a brilliant and he, it, it made a difference because I think it was and one. he fell over. <laughs> That's what I did. I fell over. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You were fantastic. And then it was virtually the last, it was a semi-final when we were down, yeah. we were struck down by injuries. We only had seven people left to walk or run. Uh, and right at the end, you fell on top of the ball and broke your rib, didn't you? Yeah. Stupid boy I am. Yeah. But anyway, it was, fan- it was fantastic. Now, guys, I do. we've got over 300 of you watching live uh, on the show, so thank you for joining us. Much appreciated. We do, We will have, hopefully, Sooty joining us as well. I'm doing this in one go because I've been feeling a, a little, because of the weekend, I'm absolutely jaded. So we're doing it in one hit tonight. We'd expect to have Sooty joining us at some point, but he likes to join after the nine o'clock, um, <laughs> after the nine o'clock watershed. Um, <laughs> I'd like to say it how it is. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. We're all chuckling. Oh, <laughs> I love him. <laughs> I know he's brilliant, isn't he? Yeah, I love him. Absolutely love him. He, he is the best. He's going to be so you'll be joining us in a bit. Now, guys, just before we get stuck in, um, I do want you, everyone here who's watching. There's a brand new app that's supporting the channel, um, and it's free, completely free, and it's 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 there's no registration or anything needed. It's Sofa Score, and they, they give you in-depth analytics on players that you can delve into so if you if you i'm going to put a qr code up on the screen here so you see this qr code all you need to do is scan this qr code off your phone and download it as i say this free there's no catches there's no registration or anything done it but it's really good and i want you guys to let me know if you've downloaded it and try it out for me to see what you think of it um, because you can literally go into any game and it, it will give you breakdowns and stats and in-depth stuff that you can't get really on any other app. Um, if you're listening to this on the podcast or you're watching it back on Catch Up as well, there's also a link in the description that you can click the link uh, and it'll take you to it as well. Uh, and it does also help support the channel as well by you downloading the thing. So if you, if you hopefully you'll have a go and then let me know in the comment section if you've done it. And then try and give me some feedback um, and uh, on it as well. So that would be amazing. Right, let's get stuck into it. Let's get stuck into it. Jack, let's go with you first, mate. You know, back from your, your jollies in Prague, Friday night. Yeah, what time did you land? Uh, about five, six o'clock. So Friday evening. Five or six o'clock. Yeah. So you've got you've gone home. You've probably got yourself to bed fairly early. Yeah. <clears throat> Talk me through your day. Um, it was a bit of a nightmare journey. It took us nearly well over four hours to get down to Tottenham. Uh, we sort of left Molyneux at ten, and we, we bang on two o'clock pretty much when we the coach parked up. So it was a bit of a tricky journey. Then always is when you go to London, isn't it? And um, 
we were sort of saying, uh, at least it's our last London journey of the year, but then we were thinking Wembley in the Cup, so it might <laughs> not be, you know, but uh, it's wishful thinking. But no, I mean, I, I, I wanted to say, actually, first of all, what a brilliant game of football that was yesterday. You know, and I think compared to last week, which I know you'd have talked about a lot last week, but two teams that wanted to play football, wanted to attack, wanted to play football, uh, you know, weren't bothered about losing, were willing to risk losing to try and win the game. I mean, I was listening to Talk Sport on the way back and the, the Tottenham fans going, oh, we were rubbish today. Tottenham weren't rubbish yesterday. No, we were just better. And yeah. that, that was what it was. They weren't rubbish. Yes, they weren't at their absolute best, but they weren't rubbish. They played okay. We were just better. We had control of the game. We had a game plan that worked. We had players that were giving absolutely everything. Um, defensive discipline was was off the scale. We've had issues with our defence in recent weeks. We've been a bit porous. Yesterday, we were fantastic, apart from that little blip right at the start of the second half when Kulazewski sort of walked through and, and scored. But um, other than that, the defensive discipline, the shape, the organisation was spot on. I think O'Neill had highlighted where their weaknesses were and he exploited it, you know, ruthlessly. Um, and it was a perfect, almost perfect away performance. It, it, well, I mean, that's how Gary O'Neill kind of uh, described it, really, apart from, uh, from that goal. Uh, Craig... Let's get your thoughts, mate, because we haven't heard from you for ages because I have had, like, I have been doing, like, because we've had games and I've done Monday nights instead of the Sunday. And uh, he's like, Dave, I've got band practice, so I've got to go and, I've got to go and, I've got to, I've got to blow on his horn and everything. And mm. look, because <laughs> aside from being, like, friends with Liberace and Elsie, <laughs> he also is the musical director of about two brass bands as well on top, <laughs> you know, so he's had to do that. Um, so when I said send him a message, it's like I'm on for tonight, Dave. Mm. You know, you've got a smile on your face, you've got a skip in your step, Craig. Yeah, I, I, but uh, Dave, I mean, every time we play sides that want to play uh, uh, a game, as Jack said, we play well. Uh, we've got uh, when when teams sit on us and they sit back and they just literally want to block and do nothing else. We 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 really struggle. Yesterday was was a, a, an absolute joy because even though we had what uh, sort of thirty percent of the ball, when we got it, we knew exactly what we were going to do with it, and we got players that that uh, were 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 in tune. Um, Lamina and 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 Joe, the 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 teamwork between those two is just amazing. They 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 they, they seem to know where each other is all the time. And uh, we've been looking for players like, like this for 40 years. Uh, the last player like, like that, uh, was, was Mikey Bailey um, for me. Um, tenacious, skillful, win the ball and do something with it. And, and brave, box-to-box -box players, not, not negative and then, and then are too slow that, 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 that they can't support. The uh, front two or a three. These are boys run backwards and forwards for ninety minutes. They're amazing. Um, the goal, my, I mean, how how sloppy uh, was that? It, 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 it was just a, a case of not being switched on. And and when you go to places like that, you you always need to stay switched on. So as much as 
as I'm over the moon. That disappointed me because it was such a soft, sloppy goal. And we seem to be conceding too many of those soft, soft goals. Um, you know, the weak B4 was, was, was prime example. Just, just not being switched on all the time. Um, but what a performance. Just And, and Gomez was just uh, brilliant. Bellegarde. I don't rate him, Dave. He's a lazy player. Um, well, I've been on the. To be honest, I met Bellegarde after the game yesterday, mate, and he said that Craig, that Tuba Wolves, <laughs> I don't rate his piano skills. He said no, <laughs> he's, a, he's a one-trick pony, and he only plays a tuba. I'm, he says I've <laughs> never heard him play them piano. He can show me. Uh, I don't mind. He's he's. Uh, I mean, is he just right-footed as well? Because that that opportunity he had on his left foot that he. He should have just just shot through. He didn't, did he? He he, he, uh, he brought that ball from his left foot onto his right foot, and gone. And the chance had gone. And we missed so many chances yesterday, didn't we? We uh, we should have scored five, six uh, goals, and they were clear chances, not not uh, half chances. They were full chances. So uh, absolutely brilliant win. Uh, missed uh, three or four. Uh, goals in my view and the goal against was really really sloppy but hey look I've got a massive smile on my face Dave it's brilliant we have and to be honest you have a very fair point uh, in regards to John Rickton and Bellegarde um, you know a bit Sarabia was a little bit like that to start with and he started to come in I mean he got another assist for the corner you know he's he's took a while because Sarabia came on a promise of goals and assists and since that goal funnily enough against Spurs it's kind of his confidence has gone Bellegarde I think maybe a bit similar it's it's interesting actually because you do say about the we do about his left foot because if you if you watch the highlights back and you watch everything back with regards to that he gets the ball, he comes on his left foot, there's the chance to shoot Absolutely. across the keeper and he pulls it inside and the chance has gone. Yeah. And it was similar against Chelsea, similar sort of situation. He tried to pull it in. He did get the shot away to the keeper, but of course he'd lost the momentum and the keeper made an easy save. So I don't know whether it's a confidence thing or, you know, I mean, I'm right-footed, right? Okay, I don't play elite-level football, I play five aside, six aside, seven aside when I get a chance. But like, if you see a side to goal, I can hit the ball with my left foot Absolutely. because if you hit it, you know you've got a chance of scoring. And he, he just, um, he just maybe it's a confidence thing that he was trying to. I could see what he was trying to do. I mean, we, funny enough, it's a similar goal to what um, Raul Jimenez scored against Tottenham just before the lockdown, apart from the other side of the goal, yeah, well, where he's going in and then he turns it in and then he curls it in. He was trying to do that sort of stuff. But then Raul Jimenez is a natural, was a, you know, was in his peak, you know, kind of then. Um, maybe it'll happen for Bellegarde and he'll surprise us and he'll score a left-footed 40-yard screamer next week. You don't know. Dave, can I, can I, I, I just say, I've, I've been, uh, this guy, uh, I've moaned about him so many times I can't tell you. Nelson Samedo is having an just outstanding season. And I and I honestly believe that Gone has pushed him two yards wider, which we've been talking about for the last two years. He's two yards wider, so he's stopping that ball coming over. He's 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 a lot quicker to the man. 
He's playing at his skin. Uh, he's a joy to watch. He's very humble as well. Uh, and we're going to come to Brian in a second, mate. But Samedo is someone I've defended a fair bit over a long, long period of time. He's very down to earth. He came in from obviously from Barcelona. So there's already when you got the you know <laughs> Barcelona on your your CV, you you there's a lot of expectation there. But obviously it was came to the Premier League. It is different. He did he, he did get caught out of position quite a few times um, early in his thing. But he's really really seems to have nailed down, especially under Gary O'Neill, that uh, wing back position. He marked Son out the game yesterday. He was absolutely fantastic. His positional play, <clears throat> his counterplay, and, you know, he's also got something up front. That ball that he delivered across and put on a plate for Sarabia was an, an, an unbelievable ball. Sarabia probably will be disappointed he hasn't finished that because that was, you're thinking, when we're under the cosh against Tottenham, oh, that's, that's what we've been waiting for. And he puts it either side of the keeper and, and, and it's a goal. He's at the keeper, and he said, "But you know, I think Neto put on social as well. Wolves put something out the interview with Nelson Semedo, and Pedro Neto retweeted that. And I think he put so underrated. And you can see what the team thinks about it. And he is underrated. He is. There's a lot of people that's got on his back. He's a great, great player. He stays humble. He never complains. He puts a shift in." When you're playing a wing-back position, you're going to get caught out occasionally. But he gives a lot going forward. And, he, you know, when he's got the ball, he doesn't lose it a lot. And he, he links the play up. Brian, maybe you've got a, a, some thoughts that you want to bring in about Nelson Semedo. Because I think uh, on our extra fan reaction yesterday, you actually um, gave him your man of the match, didn't you? I did. I did, yeah. I mean... Um... It's, it wasn't just about him going forward. I mean, uh, it was his defending was superb yesterday. Um, as um, as Craig alluded to there, he mentioned it, one of my favourite players from the 60s and 70s, uh, late 60s and 70s, was Mike Bailey, you know, as our captain. Run through a brick wall for you, you know. But um, he wasn't the best love player at the time, was he, Craig? You know, he, he wasn't, you know. That that uh, we we have said at the time, but but now you know he, he's uh, not. But yeah, if, yeah, if you, you get the, if you get the chance, you can you can have the whole match for 1974 League League Cup is available on YouTube. You can you can have a look at it. You know, I've got a DVD of it. You know, but trust me, have a look at that that game. See how good Mike Bailey was. He was outstanding in that game. Never got the plaudits in that game, you know. Well, they didn't analyse the games like they did in Italy, Italy, but but he was superb. But all my time, the point I was trying to make is that we've all the time I've been supporting Wolves, there's always seemed to be one player that they have to get on his back, you know. It's always been the same, you know. It's you know, I mean, it was Jim McCallion, you know, this guy on his back, just an elegant player he was, you know. Um, Simon Osborne, you know, he's another one, wasn't he? That they, they got on his back. Um, I'm just trying to think recently. Um, but Samedo seems to be the, the whipping post at the moment. There's a guy who sits by me in the in the uh, Steve Ball. He won't have a he won't have a good word said. And there's and his, his negativity has spread a bit behind him as well, you know. And like, you know, and always and the problem is when when you've got a mindset like that, you're looking for them to make the slightest mistake. I told you. I told you he was rubbish, you know. Well, 
in any game of football, you're not going to win every tackle. You're not going to win every header. You're certainly not going to score every goal, as we saw yesterday, or every chance. Yeah, it's like that. It's, it's like that, isn't it? Because otherwise, it'd be like basketball or netball. One team gets the ball, the score, you know. And the old essence of those two sports, netball and basketball, is stopping the other team scoring on one attack, and then you might win the game. That football's not like that. You know, we don't score every chance. You don't score every time you attack. And um, and uh, you don't win every tackle. You don't you don't make every pass, do you? You know, um, and neither does the other team either. <laughs> you know, so so why people get off people's backs? I don't know. You know, I mean, he's he, as Craig said. I, I just think he's having an outstanding season as well. His best season so far for us. And uh, and he hasn't been that bad in the past either. You know, it's just that he's become a bit of a whipping post. You know, but um, uh, I'll have to have a chat with these people on. on uh, on Sunday. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it's funny, you know, I mean, Tomato, you know, he, 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 we've given him man of the match, our man of the match a few times this season. I think he's definitely would come under the most improved for most people. I'm seeing a few people here. I'm just having a chuckle at this. Craig Berry worried that West Ham will try and pinch O'Neill in the summer. Are you having a... I've got to laugh at that. West Ham? Ain't got Why? a chance of getting Gary O'Neill. Gary O'Neill ain't going to leave to go and play in a, a, a you know a bowl of people that's behind a running track and stuff. He what Gary O'Neill <laughs> for me, he's going to be at Wolves for two or three years. He wants to rise his stock as much as possible as a manager. He, he was there at Bournemouth. He got a tick on that. They let him go. He needs to be at a place with some stability for a little while to build his career. I don't think jumping ship. Is quite in his is going to happen, yeah, and you're probably not going to see the likes of a United or a Chelsea or anything like that come in for him. I mean, Graham Potter jumped from um, Brighton to go to Chelsea, and look how that worked, you know. Um, and someone else, I think Joss has said, it'll, you know, um, that Lopetegui could end up as uh, as um, manager of uh, West Ham and. Rick's put Liverpool. Mike Lopetegui will be lucky to be manager of Bilston or flipping, uh, you know, or flipping <laughs> Stafford Rangers. The guy, you know, great manager, but like, I, I'm not sure if I was a chairman, I'd want to trust this man because to me, he's a snake. He's a great coach. He's a brat. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for what you did for us. Can't knock that. But the second he went went off on his own agenda and caught and he, and he was in my opinion the cause of a lot of the division among the fan base um and divided the fans he, he loaded the bullets got his mate Balagi to chip out a few tweets and stuff and he's still going oh yeah man waiting for the man united job he's still going down going down the gym in his walls kits the thing it's like julian lopetegui this squad was not good enough mate it's a bit like bullseye this is what you could have won you threw it. You threw. You could have been a, a god here, and you threw that chance away because you thought you were too big for our club. No one is too big for our club. And I'm sorry if you get the bit. I wish you best of luck managing Bilston Town or whatever it is. He might be the West Ham manager. It might be a fit for him, and he'll go on and be successful and stuff like that. But like, you know, looking back over everything that happened. Am I glad we've got Gary O'Neill instead of Lopetegui? Am I, am I, am I glad that uh, Beale out of EastEnders thought he was too big for our club as well? 
as well. Yeah, funny enough, <laughs> we've ended up with Gary O'Neill. No one gave him much when he came in. And look at the t the camaraderie that we've got. Mm -hmm. We never saw that sort of camaraderie under Lopetegui. He put them out to you know towards the end of the season to get slaughtered, you know, to try and prove a point. Gary O'Neill, love him or not. He goes in and they, they're playing for him. They're playing for the badge. They're playing for the badge on the shirt. You know, they're playing for the fans in the stand. And the fans in the stand can see it. And we haven't had this sort of connection with the team as we've got now since, in my opinion, peak Nuno. And uh, yeah. it's great to yeah. see. I hate them playing in red, but we keep winning. Jack, over to you. Thoughts, um, <clears throat> thoughts on all of that? Yeah, just really quickly, I've dawned on me yesterday watching the game, what that red kit reminds me of. It's the Zimbabwe cricket team. I've, I've been thinking all season, that red kit, it's not a Wolves kit, what is it? It's Zimbabwe cricket. And it's, is that it's what it dawned. is? It's it, it, with the red, with the green tops. It's it, yeah. it is. It is. Um, yeah, 100% on O'Neill. I think um, I'll hold my hands up. At the start of the season, I was underwhelmed. I didn't think he was... a uh, not a big enough name, that's the wrong. Experienced enough probably to take on what seemed a bit of a mess and a bit of a jumble of, of players and a divided fan base. Um, after we drew away at Luton uh, and lost to Ipswich in the in the League Cup, um, I was thinking this, this isn't looking good at all. Since we beat Man City and then we went on a little bit of a run after that, didn't we? we've just not looked back. And I think uh, the way O'Neill conducts himself um, is a credit to to the club. You know, you mentioned Lopetegui there. I mean, it, we can't underestimate the job he did for us. But, no. you know, at the minute, O'Neill feels like a much, much better fit for where our club is right now. We, we're we not a club that, that can have a manager like Lopetegui that can make demands of the board and demands of the, the directors and I want this and I want that. And um, we need someone like O'Neill who's hungry, wants something to prove... Um, has, has galvanised everyone, you know. I mean, like we've just said, we were sort of going into the season and it was a lot of the noise was outside, but it, it filtered into our fan base of this team's going down, we're going to struggle this year. Whereas actually, you look at where we are now, I mean, it, it's beyond what a lot of us imagined, really, to be honest. And, and I think a lot of that is down to, to Gary O'Neill and Matt Hobbs. So um, I'll take my hat off. And just quickly on, on Tomato, because I know Craig and, and Brian have mentioned him, I've been one of Tomato's biggest critics for a long, long time. I think his his lack of awareness of, of who's behind him at the far post and things like that have always kind of annoyed me. But he is having a fantastic season. And I think what Craig said is spot on. O'Neill's just simplified the game for him a little bit. And he sort of said, this is what you're good at, Nelson. So I want you to do it. When Aitnour is bombing down that left-hand side, you're just going to tuck in a little bit and make it a four. Totti's going to push out to left-back and we're just going to have a four. We're nice and solid then. And then when you're down that side, we're going to tuck in on that side as well. Lamina will drop in and help you out as well. And it's just made it a lot easier for him. I think Samedo's that kind of player. I think he needs those instructions really clear for him. You know, Eight is very different type of player. You can have Eight and you can say, when we've got the ball into this, then you can do that. Samedo's a bit like, just get this, this bit. He marked Son out of the game and the way he did it was really, really effective. He just went, right, you can have the ball. As soon as you go down this side, I'm going to take it off you there. As soon as you go down that side, I'm going to push you out of play. And that's all he did all game, and Son had absolutely nothing. So, yeah, Samedo, I've been a big critic of him, but O'Neill seems to have flicked a switch in him, and he's kind of getting something out of him that uh, Luno and Large and Lopetegui couldn't. So, yeah, fair play. 
Absolutely. <clears throat> now we have got uh, someone's calling in the Sutmeister, which I quite like, uh, Sutty. But we got to, we we have got to wait another three minutes until the nine o'clock <laughs> for him to be able to talk. So he can just stand there and look mean for now in his Tajini tracksuit top. Uh, <laughs> Lucy, um, your thoughts on what we've just been talking about. We'll go to Craig and then we're going to go to Sooty to get get his in-depth analysis of uh, of the game. Okay. So on the subject of Samedo, I've been a massive fan of Samedo's from the get-go. Um, I always saw the potential in him. Um, it reminds me very much of Dendonka. Back in the day, um, he was always the whipping boy. If ever there was something wrong, it was always Dendonka's fault. Um, but he knew, he read the game. He was always in the right position at the right time. Obviously, made mistakes. I'm sorry, but they all do. They all do, whether they're a big name or a small name. They all make mistakes. But Samado is just just coming on so so much i'm such a massive fan of that lad i am buzzing for him at the minute because he just plays with pride as well and you can see how much he's enjoying himself and it's it's really really nice to see you know in, instead of just doing his job and then going off the pitch i'm just i'm buzzing for him absolutely buzzing for him at the minute Fantastic. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Lucy. We've got go to you, Craig, on what we've been talking about, and then it'll be yeah, after Jack, nine o'clock so Sutty can come on. Yeah, Jack Jack said um, most people were, were like talking about the team going down. I just uh I just remember you remember that? <laughs> no, if you're listening <laughs> on the podcast, there remember, is a, and you yeah. all laughed, you all laughed your balls off. That, you all Craig, said Craig, just to stop you there, just just for anyone that's listening to it back on the podcast, you've just held up an A4 piece of paper with the number seven on. Correct. Um, and, and, and the comments down, down the right-hand side, insulting and whatever. Uh, look, um, I've been wrong about about uh, a number of things. Samado, uh, I was absolutely fuming about J-Lo going. And, it, and with you know hindsight, best thing possible. Because this lad that, that we've got, at the moment, he's he's young, yeah, he is, but he's clearly um, an academic of the game. He understands the game. He understands systems. He understands what the opposition will do. How he um, set that team up yesterday to nullify a, a, a team that are playing incredibly well at, at home, and we nullify them. They didn't even have a shot in the first half. We then let them in for... 10 um, minutes or so of the second half through our own stupid fault. Not 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 through their good play. No. Um, and then the speed of Neto, Sarabit, and the passing is pinpoint, isn't it? You've even got Dawson hitting 50-yard balls now to, to uh, defeat. The control that these boys have is just off the scale. You've got to go back to Jeff, a guy that I've had no no time uh, for at all, and he saved us what ten uh, ten uh, a point a deduction, hasn't he? You know, but by by stuff that you know really really hurts us as fans. But it, you know, it, it sort of clearly needed to be done. 
So I'm just sitting sitting here now, eating a bit of humble humble pie about uh, a number of things that I'm really pleased to say that I was wrong about. Um, what I'm not wrong about, I have to say, is that when we play these teams that sit back on us, instead of this slow play, we've got to move the ball quicker. That That is the only way that you break down a bank of 10 players by moving the ball at speed. And yeah. we don't move the ball at speed against those those teams. We knock it backwards slowly so that we're, we're, we're trying to pull them, pull them out of shape. You will not pull a team out of shape if you're knocking the ball around slowly. So, so that's what we need to do. But uh, Gun, Gun knows that. I'm absolutely thrilled that my club is two points off seventh place. I'm hoping that they're going to show me wrong, and, and then I, I will come on my uh, with my Nigel Farage face on and go, "Yeah, you all laughed at me. Well, you're not <laughs> laughing now, are you?" So there you go. <laughs> Well, I'm pleased to say that it is after the watershed. Um, <laughs> and we do have Sutty. And he, is, it a is it Tadino's cracker you got on tonight, was it? Sergio Tacchini, David. Sergio Tacchini, yeah. Looking very dapper. I've got my nice feeder on again tonight for you, Sutty, and everything. So we've got the cool tracky guys in the on the left-hand side. Uh, Sutty, I saw you before the game. Uh, yesterday, first of all, uh, thanks for the badges. Uh, I haven't seen my dad. He's given he's given some lovely badges, uh, and I got, when I go down to see my dad later on this week, I'm going to surprise him with those. Uh, although it won't be probably a surprise because he'll watch this and probably know it's something coming. <laughs> uh, we chatted before the game. Um, it was interesting because obviously after Kuna, you were a little bit down and thought we might get a tank in. I was fairly positive that you know i felt like we could set up and we had the even without kuna i felt like we still had the the armory because of the way they play such a high line to do so to you were quite positive before the game actually um when you were actually there you were feeling the vibe one of the things you were worried about before the game was was uh ballon dawson he did play probably made one mistake um along with two or three others for the for the goal uh, but he, he he did ping the ball about a la Connor Cody style, uh, spreading the play. Um, you know, let me know your tell everyone your thoughts on the day and the, and and what your takeouts are. Well, uh, good evening, everybody. By the way, um, um, beginning of the week, Dave, I was very sceptical that we would get anything from this, and then as the week went on. We find out that both their first choice fullbacks are out. And I start to get a little bit happy, Dave, because mm -hmm. all of a sudden we've got two fullbacks that will not want to face the likes of Neto, uh, Sarabia, Huang. Um, and uh, it played out just as we thought before the game. But as I've said to you time and time again, Dave, greatest manager in English football. Um, is no other than Sir Alex Ferguson. That is fact. And he once said that if you have more than three that don't perform, you will lose the game. So I've uh, just jotted a few marks down, Dave. Okay. Yep. Sar, I'm going to give Sar an eight. One save, kept us in the game. What a great save as well that was. It was crucial. Absolutely. And uh, 
Got you know, he got down well, fingertipped it round the post. That was a key. That was a one-one. Absolute key. Had we conceded, then that ground would have lifted. Yeah. They've been on the up, and I don't think we'd have won that game. Um, so that was an outstanding save. Uh, Dawson eight, Kilman eight, Totty eight, eight Nori eight, Gomez nine point five, Lamina wow. nine. Sarabia, 8.5. Neto, 9. Huang, 8.5. And I'll go back to the lad at fullback, Dave. Samedo, because if he hadn't have put Son in his back pocket for a whole 90 minutes, neither would we have won that game. Because if he's on the up, they don't lose. Okay? And I'm giving him a 10. What are you giving Nelson Samedo a 10? Nelson Tomato was man of the match. If you watch that whole yeah. game back through again, I, I know Gomez is going to take all the plaudits yeah. for scoring two goals. And the, 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 the two lads in midfield were like terriers. They snapped at heels. They won balls back. Not only did they win balls back, but they played the likes of Neto in, Sarabia in. They were outstanding. But one player, if you watch that 90 minutes back and watch him for 90 minutes... Without him, we don't win that game. That is as good a fullback performance or wing back that you will ever see. He was that good, Dave. He was. He, he was absolutely. Uh, he was absolutely brilliant. To be honest, I mean, Brian gave him. If you've seen the the reaction, Brian gave him and Josh gave him man of the match. I was going to give him man of the match, but because Gomez got the two and he won the ball for the. Uh, it started the breakaway for the second goal, and he got that fantastic header. He took, but you, it was hard because like Samedo was going to be my pick, um, and he and he was he was fantastic. We have given Samedo man a match a couple of times. He's, he's don't you think that Samedo has become very very consistent now? Yeah, yeah, he, he, he's really consistent. Um, he, he's he's going to be up for your player of the year, here, Dave. If he carries yeah. on like this. Uh, he'll be up for your player of the year. But just, just going back to the summer day, because I've come in sort of halfway through this and we were talking a bit of doom and gloom because I heard um, Lopetegui's name mentioned and what have you. I will never knock that man. Now, you can say he's a turncoat and a snake. He is an elite manager who wants elite things. He doesn't want to be scrapping for Crystal Palace. Or let's be honest, he doesn't really want to be scrapping for Wolves. And at the beginning of the season... Hindsight is a great thing, but at the beginning of the season, no one on here can say we're we're going to piss this because we were all worried. All of us. Craig was. Right? Craig said. I, Craig I don't believed. think Craig Craig weren't as positive as what he's making out because Craig's been on here and really slated this club early season. So, oh, uh, uh, absolutely. But but I I, I uh, did say something that we. We finished seventh. You did, you did, but that, that let, let's be honest. Now it was a very, uh, it was it, you. You were hopeful. Let's put it that way, because the signs early always on hopeful, were very good. Yeah, that, that that I'd love to be always hopeful, but I say it as as what I see at that time. Um, but what I was going to say to you is, when we were set, when we were having a fire sale of players, you'll all know that I weren't really bothered about Ruben Neves going. Didn't bother me at all, mm. I, and everybody's going. You got, I, I got absolute pelters on here, Dave. Oh, he's an absolute legend. He's world class. Ruben Nevers. I'll say it again. 
is not world class. He would never be world class because if he was, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, Man United, Liverpool, Arsenal, or Man City, all of these huge clubs would have come in for him and not one club come in for him. Not one club come in for him. Well, he, 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 was, he was Barcelona where said, tw I mean, the, the story on Neves, I, I am agreeing with you, by the way, that the year before last, he was he'd moved all his belongings out. He was supposed to be going to Barcelona. They reneged on it. And then last summer, again, he was supposed to be going to Barcelona. Obviously, we know the financial difficulties that they've had. And that's why he's obviously ended up yeah. at thingy. But now, like now I'm I'm not knocking Ruben. For six years, I watched the lad give his absolute everything for this football club. He was outstanding. And have you seen his little football room that he's got? He's got yeah. he's built as well with all the wolves stuff. He loves wolves. Let's face he it. He does. And... He does. He was outstanding for us, and we got a great deal for him. But the one reason, Dave, that I wasn't too bothered about Ruben Neves going and us getting forty-seven million pound in was because I seen this little lad come from Brazil who really wanted to be at this football club, and when he donned the shirt, and I watched him. At the back end of last season, I thought, that's it. Ruben, your time is done. We've got your replacement here. And I'm right. 100% right. I don't care what anyone says. I am right. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them, honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Joe Gomez is a very special player. Someone um, mentioned in the chat that he's kind of like a young Kante he, there aren't many midfielders that have a knack of being able to put a toe in and, OK, he'll miss a tackle occasionally, but he nicks balls. He did it. He, 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 he did it against, um, again, the weekend against Tottenham. He did it against Chelsea. He nicks a ball, starts an attack. And what was even more, you know, OK, he scored that great goal against Southampton when we were down to 10 men. He scored an header. What an header that was. But, OK, you know, it's poor from Tottenham, but he's quite a way out. He's not, like, inside uh, the six-yard box. He's, he's headed Can in. I say something about that, Dave? Can I, yeah. can I say something about, about that header? I don't know you saw Discord today. I, I, I was watching the replay on, on that header. You know, we were thinking, well, how has he got so much room? How has he got so you watch You watch it back. It's all down to Kilman. It's all down to Kilman. Is is Son is supposed to be marking um, Gomez? You know, he's supposed to be picking him up from the corner. I don't know who the player was that was supposed to be marking um, uh, Kilman, but he, he sort of like he's, he's a better foot away from Kilman. I thought at first he was a bit of argy bargy, but it wasn't. It was um, just leading up to the corner or the corner being cut taken. 
you know, this was jostling a little bit, you know, but 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 you can see Gomez has took up a position directly behind behind uh, Kilman, right? And Kilman, for some reason, Son puts his hand out. You can see that. Puts his hand out like like that, you know, onto Kilman. And Kilman grab, grabs his wrist. He grabs his wrist. So, so uh, just as the ball's coming over and, and, you know, it would be in vision of the ref, he lets him go. But that just that split second, he's lost his man. He's lost his man. And, it, and then and then the, the centre-off that's marking Kilman, I think, realises, tries to come through Kilman. Kilman just blocks him, just, just overpowers him from getting there. It's all down to Kilman that goal. Well, not all down. That's to really, really good. Interesting. So, guys, if you get a chance to watch the highlights back on that, it'd be interesting to watch that back. Yeah. Uh, but it was a great header, and then Sutty, the second goal. <laughs> Joe Gomez wins the ball, feeds it out. Pedro Neto gets his afterburners on. We've seen a very similar goal, apart from Neto finished it himself against Albion, where they've got corner. Uh, and if you've watched any of the, um, if you've watched a couple of the Tottenham channels, especially expressions oozing, he was, yo, blood, yeah, fam. Uh, he's going like referring to wolves, all the, you know, wolves in the ga game of thrones, they they got slaughtered, but they were there slaughtering us. He says, like, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're getting a corner against Tottenham. He said it's like having a penalty, even when we get our own corner, and then they're still scored. And you know we 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 sat back. We've had to wait like a cold spring on, on a few occasions. Literally, the discipline of defending that and watching all the movement that Tottenham were doing, you cannot underestimate how much concentration that goes into into doing that. And then picking the right moment to to break. Joe Gomez did that. Picks it off. And then he's running. Pedro Neto gets his afterburners on. And because it's Pedro Neto. The fear of God is it, uh, you know, you you can feel the the air in the entire of the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and Neto's running down that thing, and you can feel the expectation expectancy of the Wolves fans, the hairs on the back of your neck go when he's charging at you, and he draws players to him. And there is another player. I'm not sure who the other player was over the left hand side that was up with with Pedro, but Joe Gomez, who'd started the move, is running. And because Pedro Neto gets forced and then he cuts cleverly cuts back inside, he looks up, he sees Joe Gomez coming, he lays the ball and he doesn't even break his stride. He just strikes it first time. Bang, the keeper's got no chance. I mean, what a, what a player... What, and Carlo Canto, I think hopefully I'm saying his name. He's a great player. He's very renowned for nicking the ball off and doing all that little messy stuff. If he's half the player that that Canto is, he's going to be some. He's a player in Insutte. It, as I said to you earlier, Dave. <clears throat> like I said, when Neves went, I'd already we've been watching this young lad come in for little cameos and what have you. Uh, and what I like about this team is. There's no big sort of name in this team as such, Dave. There's that it's a team. We haven't been a team for three years, Dave. We've had Ruben Neves running every single ball. He's taking it off centre half's toes in our own penalty area. 
to try and start stuff. It, it, just, it was so turgid and boring to watch. Not anymore, Dave. We're back to, as I said to you before, we're back to the days of Jota and Jimenez up front um, and, and bursting away at pace down wings and absolutely terrifying the life out of the big boys. Um, it's exciting. Again, I went there yesterday and, uh, well, it, you, like you've just said, when Neto set off, it, you could hear the ground just fall silent, apart from at the away end, urging him to keep going, keep going. Um, but the Tottenham uh, Stadium just fell silent. And it was a lovely sound, Dave, when that ball hit the back of the net. Um, we just went in, into raptures, didn't we? And let them have it for the next 20 minutes, basically. Because I'll be honest with you, I didn't really feel uncomfortable then because when we have a lead we very rarely fluff it do we well we we, we don't and interestingly enough obviously those of you that watched the uh, interview that i did with tottenham fan chris cowling um i didn't see him on the day but um interestingly enough um i sent him um, i sent him um, a little message in, on WhatsApp after the game, and I, I put exactly as I said would happen, and uh, eventually did get back to me. He said, "Fully deserve. Wolves were brilliant today. Neto was class, as were a number of your players. Spurs were totally out outplayed. Fair enough, uh, you know. Because well, it was very confident. They, they, we said rightly so. If you, but if you I did say, to him, if you play this high line against Wolves, you, <laughs> you're going to be in trouble." I sent you a message on Discord today, all of you. And I said, um, Newcastle, Aston Villa, teams like this. Forest as well, because when they play at home, they're gung-ho. Any team that plays of a high line and play gung-ho football, fine. Not a problem at all. Bring it on, because we've got to play all of these three away from home as well. And I think uh, if we're on it, we'll beat them. Yeah, I mean, Tottenham, their high line, I mean, it's probably the highest of a high line that you can probably play because, like, watching them, they were, like, five or ten yards in front of the, the centre circle D in our half. They're so far forward. And there's so much... I know the, the, the keeper comes up, doesn't he, kind of as, as a sweeper for that ball, but, like, if you get that... The, the, they're prime for it. And they are, they, you know, they had 70... 1% possession Tottenham did, but they had no shots at all in the first half. And they scored basically because I think we gave it quite, yeah. It was a it was a it was a very big lack of concentration. It was a it took a few ricochets and he stuck his leg out, went through Star's leg, bit of a freak goal. It was poor did that was the one one bit of poor play, and we've got that in us. That that Dave, rip. we had 70 we had 70 odd percent against Brentford. And if you watch exactly. the two guys, if you watch the two games, one after the other, you would think it was the same teams. It, it, we're rubbish with the ball. We're crap. And don't this let is, us have the ball. We, we, don't, know a, what, we don't know how to break. We don't know how to break. Two banks of five down. Okay. No, and you watch this, Man this, City play; they struggle breaking two banks of five yeah. down. The only the way they win against teams is they basically 
suck you out of your comfort zone and they'll give you a little bit of the ball and then they'll nick it and bang. They'll give it to Ireland, scored. And once they've scored, they very rarely lose. And that's a little bit like us, Dave. So, um, Craig's right in what he was saying. When you To break these sides down, you've got to move the ball really quick. You've got to you, drag them from side to side. And then all of a sudden, the gap will open. But we must, we must beat them. I have watched today possibly one of the worst Premier League sides in history. Let's not do another Huddersfield, Dave. We're in a charity. <laughs> I was saying that on the way back uh, yesterday. I was like talking about like Huddersfield only won three games and then beat us home and away. It's just so it's so Wolves, you know. And if if we're going to be making European competition, as I said last week, that's the level you've got to be at. You've got to be able to b win these games. And if you if you're just going to sit and side to side and just you you can be patient, but you've also got to have a little bit of something that can unlock a defense. And I do think we've got the little bit of something to do it. Um, but sometimes sucking a team in, like you say, and then you you can go into the space. It was a little bit like a basketball game first off. Jack, uh, over to you. I mean, your thoughts on what what Sutty's had to say there? No, I totally agree. I think. <clears throat> If you just look at our home fixtures now, Sheffield United, Fulham, Bournemouth, West Ham, Arsenal, Luton, Crystal Palace. We're going to have a lot of games like last weekend at home. So we've got to kind of work away here where we can, as, as Sutty says, move teams around, move the ball quickly and get that first bloody goal. Yeah. If, we, if, we, if, we get, if we score in the first 10 minutes next week, we'll hit them for five or six. Because that's the, because I watched them today and they crumbled. I mean, their, their captain came out and said that that bloke shouldn't have been sent off. It was one of the worst tackles I've ever seen. Terrible. Tackle. Their manager last week was moaning because the referee was eating a sandwich, and today he's come out and said, "Oh, it was in my day that was a fine tackle. It's an awful tackle." They're, they're running out of excuses. They're running out of time. We've got to punish them next week. No excuses. None of this. Oh, it's typical Wolves, isn't it? We've got to go out there, show them why we're we're eleventh and they're twentieth. That's what you've got to do. Go and show them. We're miles better than you are, and this is why. That's it. That's all. There's no no other way to talk about it. If you if you win away at Tottenham and then lose at home to Sheffield United the week after, you're back at square one because so, you'd have expected three points from those two games. So now you've got that three at Tottenham, which is a great result. You've got to go and back it up next week. Hundred percent, got to go and back it up. And Lucy, um, let's start the ball rolling with you. Um, with your uh, your Lee Moore Windows Man of the Match and your Fox at Shipley performance rating, and of course your highlight of the moment of the day, whatever that might be. It, as I say, yeah. it doesn't have to be the football. It could be that you had a, a you had a nice curry. Could be anything. <laughs> um, it's got to be Nelson Samaida through and through. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Um, obviously the other players, absolutely cracking yesterday. Um, Joe Gomez sensational i mean he was back and forth pedro with his lightning speed but he's got to stop with them tantrums when things don't go right <laughs> <tantrums. laughs> ridiculous but i think he does it on purpose you know i've got this theory because neves used to do this when other teams used to come in for him he used to play like dog shit he'd be crap simply because he didn't want to go and this is this is exactly what pedro's doing he's putting his foot down, he's having his tantrums because he doesn't want to go nowhere. He's basically saying to him, he's off. 
all I want to stay with Wolves. Um, and I think that well, showed that would, be, yes, that would be amazing. He's celebrating. I'm, I'm going to add a question into all of you with this as well. When it comes on to Pedro Neto, if Wolves do make Europe, do you think Pedro potentially could stay? There's uh, interesting because obviously European competition on, added on. If you keep Pedro Neto and we add to this squad, I think we've got one hell of a team for next year, personally. Yeah. Carry on, Lucy. Yeah, sorry. Um, so, yeah, definitely Samado, 100%. Um, I'm going to give it a 9.5. It'd be a 10 without that bloody goal because no way should they have been able to get that goal at all. Um, I don't know what... I think Dawson had fell asleep and... I think Saul looked like he was doing a dance. Uh, he shouldn't shouldn't have been able to get that goal at all. Um, and moment of the day was having my little niece on the morning. I didn't really do a lot yesterday, to be honest, um, apart from get drunk on the evening because I was very happy. Um, but no, my moment of the day was having my little niece come round for breakfast and we had oh, some fun and games. That was, <laughs> that's absolutely amazing. Uh, charismatic. You, your thoughts. Let's start yeah, with your performance no, rating. Um, a nine out of ten. Uh, the one point was because the goal was just so poor. It, 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 that that was not a point five mistake for for me. Mm. Yeah, it was a one. Um, Samedo, man of the match by by a mile. He he, he was just so assured yesterday. He didn't look under any stress at all. He just—he was composed. He—he he, he knew exactly where where he wanted to put Sun, and and that's a difference as well. Sun didn't play him yesterday; he played Sun, um, which was amazing. Um, the moment uh, was so safe, such is absolutely spot on, right? I mean that that was just—it it was just so so hard to get down to, really low, um, brilliant, brilliant save. Um, and going back to Goofy, Sutty, you're absolutely right. I was absolutely mortified. We're gonna, he can't even get in the team, can he? At, at uh, um, Main uh, Road now. And I, and I have to say, Lucy makes a really, really good point there. Neto's got to be looking at that and thinking, if I move, am I going to play regular football? Depends what team he he moves to and how they sell it to him. I, I guess. I mean, look at uh, Calvin Phillips, another one. Manchester Absolutely. City sometimes buy players ruined so someone him. else can't have them. He's ruined him. So yeah. I, I'm just wondering. I, I think you might be right, Luce. I, I don't think he'll like want to want to go. But Sutty Sutty might be right that that they've all, already got the uh, the figures in the bank lined up. Um, well, ready, we'll come on know. to ask. Uh, such that question very, very shortly. Um, so what did you your moment of the day? It was a save by Saw. Save by Saw, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh Brian, I think if you watch the extra fan reaction when Brian was hobnobbing with Pedro Neto and Jose Saw yesterday, mm -hmm. um you you're gonna stick with Nelson Samedo as your man of the match? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, City's backed up exactly what I said in yesterday, you know. Um, yeah, it definitely man of the match. Yeah. Tough on Gomez, not to be man of the match, but but yeah. But the thing was yesterday, there wasn't a bad player. There wasn't one bad player there, was there? You couldn't give anybody less than eight for that, for that performance. Um, 
Uh, regarding the goal, Craig, um, I think uh, if you if you the goal the Tottenham scored, um, uh, there was a, quite a few ricochets and chances to get get it clear. But the the last tackle was made by Dawson, and he went Dawson, with his wrong foot. It was absolutely awful. Wasn't he, it, he went with his wrong foot. Yeah, he went absolutely. with his left, and yeah. you know, and, and a person of his experience should should have known that. You know, I know it went through his uh, size legs, Dave, but I mean, it, it was like you know, it was a toe poke. Right? I mean, just. Yeah, he I did really. Like he tried to react, didn't he? But it gone through yeah, his legs. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it. The, I don't think the player even expected to see the goal there, like he did. Yeah. It should have just sort of happened for him. And yeah. but the point, know, the point like, about um, he should have gone with his left foot. That was that was the point I should I, I was trying to make. But um, uh, I've just made a few notes here while, while the others were talking. Um, the most critical uh, piece of business we've got to do in the summer. Is get Gary O'Neill on a long contract, a better and a long contract, ASAP. Really, don't have to wait to the end of the season. You know, as soon as we can, really. Uh, well, obviously, FFP comes into that, doesn't it, as well? And the same goes for Pedro as well. If we could get him on a better, I know he's on a long contract. Twenty twenty-seven. Yeah, but he signed that quite a while ago, and and you know, okay, that's you know, but we, you know, players sign new contracts within contract, don't they? You know, you know, all the time. So I think we just need to make sure he's happy financially because he does love this club. I have spoken to him, you know, we're, 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 I've seen him after the, after games and that because he always comes and uh, has a word with my great nephew after the game and that, you know, and he loves it. When he moved here, you know, he, he, um, he, he his whole family moved with him when he was when he was a young lad. His, um, his mom and his dad and his sister, his younger sister came. So they came lock, stock and barrel and moved, moved here, you know, so... He loves the place, you know, so just make him happy, really. But I understand, though, you know, he's, he's, he's got to be ambitious. And um, But as Craig said, you know, if you want to go to a club and you're not going to play every week, he's just broke into the, the Portuguese side, isn't he? And he's doing that at Wolves, not, not anywhere else. <laughs> you know, so well, that may be... Well, the other thing is, if he goes, if he goes to, to the Euros and has an absolute blinder there, they'll add another £20 million on on it because Jotson yeah, yeah. looks like he could be yeah. out. Yeah, and uh, oh, I made the other point about Dawson, yeah, yeah. And my moment of the day, though, Dave, was obviously uh, when we met the uh, Pedro and uh, Jose, yeah. And if you've not watched that, guys, um, go and check out the channel after this has finished. Um, just go on to the reaction, it says the main man, it's got a picture of us with Pedro Neto, but Jose Sar also comes on. It was a bit of a surreal moment. Uh, actually, it was not planned. They came on. Pedro came on and had a smile. Um, I said, "Well done to Jose," and I think he goes very important win. He's, you know, very nice bloke. Uh, I said, absolutely fantastic save. Go, go and check that one out as well, because uh, yeah, it, it was a, it was a bit of a surreal moment when we got him on the, uh, got him on the reaction. That was amazing. <laughs> Sutty, over to you. Um, You've been hearing what's been saying, you know, talking about Pedro as well, which we've not gone into too much detail about. So, fill your boots. Pedro Neto, David. Well, he's our crown jewel, isn't he, at the moment? And uh, I think we're all forgetting, David, that everybody is for sale at the right point yeah. yeah. at the football club. That can be the manager all the way down to a youth player. So I think if the right fee comes in, we won't see Pedro. What is the right fee, 
80, 80 minimum. Yeah. If it, who was I thinking about? If uh, Brennan Johnson, who played for Spurs, come on for Spurs yesterday, was 50 plus million. Wow. Dave, <laughs> if they take anything less than 80 for, um, for Pedro Neto, then I'm afraid they're in way too cheap. So I won't be very happy, Dave. Then so we'll start a few rants off again if that happens. So, yeah, I mean, there's going to be a, you know, there's going to be. He so has gone on people. record, Dave, saying he wants to play in the Champions League. He ain't going to play in the Champions League with Wolves anytime soon. Let's be brutally honest. It ain't going to happen. Not unless they sell somebody, even two people, Dave. You could find two go this year to generate a vast amount of money to give this man the promise of good funds and a, the promise of a contract that is not derisory what he's on now because he's on 700 grand a year. Absolutely. I mean, that is absolutely pathetic. So he's going to have to have his money <coughs> at least quadrupled. At least he is going... I mean, you've got other clubs now saying this Gary O'Neill is incredible. Well, he is, because we were relegation favourites, Dave. So, you've got to take your after the lad. He has done brilliant. Galvanised us all as well, Dave. So, um, for me, I do think Neto will go. And I, if he does go, Dave, and the money is the right money, I will gladly... Well, not gladly, but I'll wish him all the best, because he has been great. But let's not forget as well, Dave, we ain't never had a full season with, with him. So, um, whoever gets their full seasons out of him, they'll win things, Dave, because this kid's a bit special, any? Let's be honest. No, I think Pedro Neto is world class. Not yet, I Dave. Think. You're jumping the gun. Uh, He's I not think world class, potential. Dave. Not yet. Not yet. He's only a young kid. You've got to let him fulfill all his potential before you can deem him world class. I think he's elite and he's, he will be world-class. I think you can see he's special, this kid. He's just so special. Um, he is I think, unbelievable. I think we, the thing is we can put too much pressure on people, say, oh, they're world-class, they're a great and all this. Let them develop and let and and then at the end of their careers... We can deem whether they're world-class. Good Wolves, you've got to go back a really, really, really long way to see truly, truly world-class players, Dave. Jamatinho is probably the greatest player we've seen in 20 years at this club. 20, 30 years even. So, And then you're going back to your Billy Wrights and people like that then, Dave. So it's been a huge gulf in time where we can actually claim they're world class. I do believe, I do believe Pedro Neto is the one that can do it, Dave. If no, I, I do, I, the thing is, he's doing it against such top teams and destroying them. Yeah. And you know, you have to be some player to 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 have those sort of teams be scared when when you get the ball. But if he uh, goes to a Man City or somewhere like that, Dave, he'll change as a player. Yeah. Be Just time, like yeah. Jack Grealish did. Yeah. Jack Grealish was an incredible player for Aston Villa. Incredible. The top man, everything went through him. He was dynamic. And then he's gone to Man City, 
He's still a great player, Dave. I'd have Jack Grealish in a heartbeat. But he's still a great player, but he ain't the same player. They've taken something from him, haven't they? Yeah, and that could happen to Pedro because Pedro might might have to fit in a, a system that doesn't play like that, Dave. Yeah. Guys, guys, did did you did you um, see the uh, the the wage league, the Premiership wage league? Yeah, <coughs> we're four from down. How far how far down we are, and and it, and and as you you absolutely right to pay a manager of that quality. Just seven hundred grand a year. It is derisory. It is derisory. To be fair, to be fair, to, to be fair, Craig, it was a bit of a punt from Wolves, and Gary O'Neill was Gary O'Neill wasn't going to get another Premier League job. He would have probably ended up in the Championship. I don't think any other. He would have got another Premier League job. Yeah, he did all right with Bournemouth, but they go, yeah, you managed Bournemouth. You did all right. Go and go out and learn your pride a bit. He got the chance to come and his stock's risen. So, yeah, I think that probably he will get rewarded for what he's done. But it was a bit of a punt on walls, but, you know, and it's worked out for both parties. And I think, you know, almost when you get like a player on loan to buy and then you buy him. Dave, Dave, didn't, yeah. didn't, didn't Matt, Matt, Matt Hobbs say of all the managers that they interviewed, he was a stand, standout guy, miles ahead of anybody else. And he, he did, also yeah. said, watch this space. Not, not after three or four games, he said from day one, watch this space with this guy. So they got him on the cheap. Absolutely right. But there's a time that, that, that you then have to put that right. And I was astounded that we were so low. Debt. I mean, are we the fourth lowest fourth bottom, yeah. players in, in the Premier? Yeah. The fourth <clears> lowest paid <throat> players. They have, uh, they, have, they have offloaded a lot of big wage players, if you though, from. Previous years, if you look at like Matinho, Traore, Neves, they've off, they've offloaded a lot, which hopefully makes room for growth uh, in the summer. Touch you back yeah. to you. We, we we have overachieved when you look at the wage, yeah. massively overachieved. The bloke's done a it, it's a miracle job, but just I'll be astounded if they don't extend his contract and give him a better contract because if they don't this summer. You can buy his contract out for one point four million pound. So that's just stupidity. I don't think they're that stupid. I've called them some names in the past. They don't really think they're that stupid. Anyway, Dave, getting on to the moment of the day and Matt Trait. I'm gonna give it a nine for exactly the same reason as Craig just said. The goal is worth one point on its own because it was calamitous. It was and it was at our end as well, Dave. And we all stood there. Just you probably stood there like I did and thought, "Wow, oh, Jesus Christ!" I, I did. Oh, I don't know if you've watched. Have you watched my match vlog back yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you, I did. <laughs> yeah. So, um, moment of the day. You'll know what I'm going to say here, Dave. Um, I met uh, a lovely lady called. Oh, Val. what are your little fans? <laughs> yeah, she's probably yeah. watching. You said yeah, to say hello. Was it Val? Val and Al, yeah. Val and Al. <laughs> I promised them faithfully. She said, "You will, you will you give me a shout out? I said, yes. She said, oh, will you? I said, I promise you. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, Val. I hope I've made your night for you. And, I, and I'm sorry again if I've swore again tonight because I did apologise <laughs> yesterday. They were, they, were, they were lovely. Literally, they came over and they were really complimentary about the channel. And 
So I said, oh, I've met Theo. I said, oh, I'd love to meet Sudge. I said, he was here one minute ago. We were just chatting. Yeah. And I was scanning, doing my scanning, Brian. And then I saw you and I brought them over to you, didn't I? They were yeah, lovely. They were lovely. They were. Well, I, I thought it was the Andrews sisters that had come over. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. They, they were lovely. And also, uh, just want to quickly think about it. I don't want him to think I've forgotten him. Because of I didn't see the first part of this show, but obviously I was going down with Chris yesterday. Yeah, we need and to talk I got about a phone Chris. call. Like, yeah. I got a message at like seven in the morning saying, um, I'm going to hospital. They think I've had a heart attack. And uh, I nearly never went yesterday. Day. If I had been going with just myself and Chris, I wouldn't have gone because it sort of spoiled my day a little bit. Um, but I went with my mate Dave and his dad and we did have a great day. We had a laugh on the way down. We were worried about him all the way down. And, um, but that all I can say, Chris, is I hope you get better, mate. And the lads put a right shift in for you yesterday. And uh, you would have loved it, I'm sure. But we will get you another away day in because I know you don't get the chance to go on many. Um, but get better soon, mate, and we're all rooting for you. Absolutely. Uh, no, I was gonna, I was gonna, funnily enough, I was gonna mention, I was gonna mention that just before the quiz because he does love his quiz. Yeah. Um, he gets very competitive with his quiz, does Chris? So, like the Chris that we're talking about is cheerful, Chris. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, as Sutty said, um, he was due to go to the away day. He had some pains. Um, in his chest, he's gone to hospital. He's in hospital at the moment. He's had a stent fitted. He's okay. Um, it was a shock to all of us, you know. And you know, you guys in the chat, please send your love to him. I know he'll really appreciate that. And hopefully, we'll be able to have him back on the show, um, making us laugh uh, and being grumpy and <laughs> and all of that. As soon as physical, and he's probably going to watch it. So, um, you know, Chris, as Sutty's hit the nail on the head, lots of love to you, mate. Football is everything to us, but like losing your mates and people you love and stuff like that transcends anything like that. So, I'm sure everyone sends love and best wishes to you here on the channel, and we'll get you back as soon as possible. Definitely. I mean, man of the match day. <clears throat> There's only one Nelson Samedo, Dave. I never thought I'd hear myself say this. <laughs> I have plated this bloke time and time again the previous seasons, Dave. And I am glad that he is proving me wrong. He was absolutely head and shoulders above a team and a team full of teammates that all played outstanding yesterday that's how good he was he nullified their greatest threat and to be honest i didn't even realize son was playing half the time he was that good not only did he defend with everything he had but some of the balls he put through and the 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 burst down the line i mean the one ball he put through for sarabia and sarabia hit it first time and it was a good save it was straight at the keeper but it was outstanding and you just can't knock the lad. He's quietly gone on with his business and he's worth a few quid, Dave. He is. He is. He's, uh, he's, he's delivering. And this is the thing with Gary O'Neill. You look at, I mean, I go on about, I talked about Lopetegui earlier. Ryan Ait Norrie, he was no good, got bombed out. And now he's a, 
is a mainstay of the team. Gary O'Neill seems, to, apart from the fact that he seems to, you know, be very, very good in in terms of like analysing the opposition and game plans. He's a man manager. <coughs> he, he knows how to manage a team and make them feel. 10 foot tall and part yes. of the team. And he's got, you, you just see the fact you, I mean, you were there, Sooty, Jack, you know, the aftermatch. Again, I put the final whistle on how the team are pushing each other forward and doing that with the fans and stuff. It's a togetherness we haven't felt for, for a very, very long time. And you, you know, we're going to have days where we're going to lose. He's going to get things wrong. He's still learning. He still hasn't had a full pre-season with the team he still hasn't bought in players that he's probably going to want but like he he you know you talk about like Pep Guardiola and Klopp and you know if it wasn't for Unai Emery and the job he's doing at Aston Villa you know and even Rob Edwards is doing a great job at Luton with what he's got Gary O'Neill surely has got to be a contender for manager of the year because absolutely yeah you know He's got to be, in You know, Dave, Dave, sorry to interrupt you. Just before Jack goes on, I've quickly scribbled down, because you know I like a post-it note. Yeah. I've quickly <laughs> scribbled down what I think it would cost to buy any of them players that started that game yesterday. Go on. So, right then, I've got Star at 15 million. 15, oh, unless he goes to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, forget Saudi Arabia. This is real money, Dave. Okay. <laughs> Tomato, 40. Kilman, 50. Dawson, we'll get our money back, 5 million. Totti Gomez, 30. Uh, Joao Gomez, 35. I think I've been a bit light there. Lamina, 25. Sarabia, 20. Huang, 50. Cunha, 65. Neto, 80. They didn't cost hardly anything, Dave, apart from Cunha. And, the, he's and his value has gone up according to you as well. Yeah, well, he's got. if you sold him for less than 65, I'm going to be really pissed off with you, Dave. So, <laughs> uh, I'm not, mate, I'm not selling him. The, uh, the value of this side now is just going up and up, and it's to, all to do with this manager. He is giving them the confidence to go out and express themselves but also be disciplined when they have to be disciplined. There's a lot of clubs looking at these players, Dave. A lot of clubs are looking at these players. That is why I think we will see two go. We won't be able to afford not to sell them for the progression of future seasons. Well, absolutely. And, you know, every team now is a trading team. It's yeah. all about trading. Trading at the right point, Pedro Neto. If he does go, it's most of it's nearly. It's, tell me if I'm wrong. Jack might tell me if I'm wrong, but because he's kind of class as a homegrown player. Because when we bought him, he was nine like, million. Yeah, that's gonna the the it's a, you know the way it works with if you if you sell someone through the academy, the way FFP and profit and sustainability works, those make you more money than someone that you bought him for a fee and sell it. And because Pedro Neto, I think, classed as a homegrown player, all of that money is going to be straight profit on the profit and sustainability if they do sell him. But, like, you know, I hope there's a bidding war because if there's a bidding war, that means that they're <coughs> going to push the price up and we're going to get the price. And Brighton are so good at knowing when to sell and when to buy. And, 
it, you know, you've just like there's a Villa fan that came on here earlier, and it's great that we've got Villa fans coming on here. And he's they said the, we didn't want Grealish to go; they got 100 million, but it's improved their side because they've invested in the right way. And if you take the money and do that, then it's thing. I mean, but you can never say never in football because we thought Ruben Neves was going to go for about three years in a row, and he never did, and he went in the end. But like, you can never say never. Jack, finally to you before we get on to the quiz. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think uh, going on to what Brian was saying and also Craig and Sooty and Lucy as well, we're talking about Gary O'Neill getting a new contract. I also think we've got to be careful with Matt Hobbs because yeah. I think with this Dan Ashworth thing going to Man United potentially, there's going to be a bit of a chain reaction with sporting directors in the Premier League. And to be 17th in the wage league and 11th in the actual league, I think your recruitment and your sporting directors doing a phenomenal job and we've got to make sure we keep him as well as O'Neill and as well right as this point. squad. Right point. I, I, I do think Neto will go this summer, but I do think it'll be on our terms. It's not going to be a case of uh, we've got to pass FFP, so we've got to sell him for whatever. I think it'll be on how we want him to go. And I think we'll have a little bit of a say in where he goes as well. I don't think we'll be able to ransom by anyone. Um, and again, it'll be just be reinvested because I think that's kind of how we need to run the club now. Every season, a player will go for big, big money. And we'll just reinvest it in players. And, and like we've just said with Matt Hobbs, he'll find these players, you know, Santi Bueno, Belgard, uh, and then Sarabia for five million, Dawson for three million, Lamina for nine million. These are bargains. And if we keep doing that and you just sell one player every year for 70, 80 million, you can progress and progress and progress without putting yourself under any trouble with the FFP. I mean, effectively, we're 12 months ahead of everybody else. Because what we did last summer, we selling Neves, Nunes, Collins, Raul, Traore, Moutinho, Costa. The list goes on. Crystal Palace will have to do that this year. Fulham will have to do that this year. Bournemouth will have to do it. Brentford will have to do it. Forest, Everton, Villa. Uh, anyone who comes up won't be able to spend a lot of money. So straight away, we're probably ahead of nine, ten clubs already for this coming summer. If Neto goes for big money, we're going to be in such a good position, I think, to really push on with this group of players. I really do. I think these are, you know, considering where we all were at the start of the season, I think there's a lot to be proud of and excited about about our club at the minute. Absolutely. So you're uh, your man of the match. Uh, man of the match. I think Samedo just shades it from Lamina for me. I thought he was again outstanding. Uh, performance rating. I've gone nine because I think a couple of missed chances, a couple of poor finishes, and then the poor defending for the goal kind of just solid it a little bit, but it was still. A really, really good performance. And my highlight of the day, I've kind of written it here. There was a two-minute period. Samedo makes an outstanding block from Kulisevsky. Oh, I thought they were going to, to back save that a goal. And another, and it go, another... goes out. Yeah, it goes out for a corner. We defend the corner and we go up the other end and we score. And that's all in the space of about two minutes. That's our team there. Passion, aggression, desire, commitment, concentration, organisation, pace, composure quality that's what we are now and you saw that in that two minute period so that's the best and that part tackle, of the day. a tackle that Samedo did as well yeah and not Samedo Totti Gomez Totti at the end as well on Johnson yeah amazing tackle. Tackle. and he got yeah. and he got the goal kick out of it as well it was yeah. a goal kick it was uh, yeah as well absolutely and um you your moment of the day was that tackle is it that that, that two minute period between yeah, two minute period. and the goal yeah Fantastic. Uh, guys, we're going to be getting on to the uh, the quiz in a moment. Just a couple of things. I do want to say a big thank you to these people. Uh, Jason Bott, uh, Dalian White, Peter Kane, The Badger, um, 
you know, and we've got Brian here. They've all recently become members of the channel um, to support the channel. So thank you ever so much for becoming a member. Um, you can become a member as well. And if you are recently become a member, we've talked about the Discord group as well. Um, we have a private members Discord group. If you go onto the community tab, there's some, some instructions. If you become a member, get in touch. Uh, and then we can get you onto the private members Discord group, and we chat every day about every. Sometimes we have little arguments and stuff like that in there as well, which is, uh, happens from occasion to occasion. But like, um, it's absolutely brilliant. Lots of debate. We talk about everything and anything. Um, get yourself as a member; it supports the channel as well. And I do want to say before we get onto the quiz, <clears throat> myself and Emma, um, Paul and Chloe and Emily and. Chloe, actually, Paul's youngest, went to the away game yesterday and was beaming on the way back, came with that with Paul, with us, with Chris. Wolves women today, went to, went to see them last week, were magnificent against the WSL side in Brighton, full-time team. Went to watch them. It was supposed to play at uh, Telford's waterlogged pitch. They moved it to Compton last minute. There must have been about 300 people, 400 people turn up to watch, which was really impressive. They had the worst of starts. First 20 seconds, Albion scored. Um, it was a bit like, you know, went down the thing, crossed it in, goal. Seven minutes later, 2-0 to Albion. It's like, oh, good dear, this ain't going very well. 14 minutes, we got a goal back, 2-1. And then it was 2-1 it was for the rest of the match. Until the 90th minute, they, the last 10 minutes, they were pushing forward like the Alamo. It was the most scrambled goal. I'll put it out on my ex Twitter, whatever it's called, on Always Wolves. But they got the equaliser, went to penalty shootout. I put the video actually on the channel of the uh, the penalty for the girls, the fourth penalty. The first two penalties from the baggage were saved by the keeper. Great save. And all the all the Wolves girls, the penalties were brilliant, and they they knocked the baggies out in the semi final to get to the uh, the county cup final. Well done to the girls. We've well uh, got that fight in them as well, and I think that's something like seven games in a row we've beat the baggy birds. Um, and uh, who they got in the final? Rook in the final of the county cup. They got rugby butter in the final, so. Uh, Absolutely brilliant. We had Macker on the other week as well, which was great. Um, shook hands with him today. Um, the girls again come over to all the all the fans, signing autographs. Spoke to a few of them, uh, and they were just like, "Yeah, we left it a bit late, didn't we?" And stuff like that. But it's, it's just great. Um, and that was played at Compton. And uh, if you get a chance to go and see one of the girls' women's teams' games, go. It's it's different to to going to watch the men's team. But it's a great little atmosphere and they still pray with pride for the shirt. So well done uh, to the girls. Right. Are we ready for the quiz? No. Penalty <laughs> shoot. Well, as you're not, Lucy, you can pick. First oh. pick. What, where do you want to go? Second. So you want to go second. You want yep. to go second. Um, Craig, you've not been on for a little while. So what do you want to do? Mind, I've got no... You, you just choose your right, Dave. I'm happy. Well, you can have what's left then. Okay. Uh, Jack. Uh, let's go third. Sutty. Last. <laughs> Last. Brian. Uh, I suppose I've got foot. Was it first or fourth? fourth? Or first. You, you're going to go first, Brian. Fourth. fourth. Oh, so, 
sort of. I made the mistake of going first last time. Craig, that means <laughs> that you've got to that you've got to go on. You give me a choice, fair, fair news to you, Dave. Go on, off you go. Okay, so you're on you, your penalties on the spot. You're in front of the South Bank. You know you've you're in a penalty shootout for the the mighty Wanderers. You ready? I am. Go on. Okay, I've seen you save shot, so it's your scoring right. Who's going to be this week's champion? Against which club did Wolves play their first game in official European competition? Was it Red Star Belgrade, PSV Hindhoven, Juventus or Schalke 04? First ever European game. Yeah, against which club did Wolves play their first game in an official European competition? In an official right. European okay. competition. Give me the teams again. Red Star Belgrade, PSV yeah. Eindhoven, Juventus and Schalke 04. I will go with Red Star. You miss it so far over the bar. Okay. I the fans that. support it. It is Schalke 04. Okay. Schalke, so, okay. second up... Is that who's second? Me. Lucy, golden girl. Mm. How many times have Wolves competed in the Champions League, previously known as the European Cup, Lucy? Is it one, two, three or four? Two. Oh, she tucks it away. A beautifully stroked penalty. Oh, Luce. Well done. <laughs> Correct answer. So, look. <laughs> People keep track because I forget. Uh, Lucy's got one. Craig's on nil. Who's third? Is that you? Yes, me. Okay, Jack. What is Wolves' best ever finish in the Champions League, previously known as the European Cup? Is it the first round, the second round, the quarterfinals or the semifinals? Uh, I don't think we've ever got particularly far in it. So I'm going to go, would you say, second round? Round one, round two, quarterfinals. Yeah, round two. Let's go with that. Round two. You get the post. There we go. It's the quarterfinals, actually. That's all. That's not bad, is it? So there we go. So who's fourth? That's Brian. Brian, how many times have Wolves competed in the Europa League, previously known as the UEFA Cup? Five, six, seven, or eight? Uh, You work this out. Just a second. So the final. Does that include? Or does that include the Fairs Cup as well? Because it used to it be called the UEFA Cup. Okay, so we we got to the final in the first time it was ever played because it used to be called the Intercity Fairs Cup before that. Why well, did I don't think we ever went in there? So that was one. What was it? What were the options again? Five. So we got we've got five, six, seven, or eight. Uh, need to hurry up. Um, five. Final answer. Yeah, yeah, fine. Took it away. Took a while. You gave the you gave the keeper a stuttering run up, but you eventually put it in. So you've scored. Sutty. Last up in in the first round. Wolves. What is Wolves' best ever finish in the Europa League? Previously known as the UEFA Cup, first round quarterfinals, semi-finals, or runners-up. 
Runners up. Okay, what, bro? Don't they give me the easy ones? <laughs> Runners yeah. up is the correct uh, answer. No. So, I'm just what you're zero out of one. Lucy's one out of one. Jack, you're not out of one. Yeah. Brian's one out of one, and Sutty's one out of one. Okay, so tough one that sucked. Next round, oh, Craig. You, you need to need, here. We go. Wolves once competed in the European Cup Winners' Cup, later known as the Cup Winners' Cup. In 1960-61, which club did they lose to in the semi-final? Was it Fiorentina, Rangers, Dynamo Zagreb, or Austria Vian? Dynamo, I'll say. You're getting closer, Craig, but the keeper's tipped it round the post. Okay, thanks for that. It was Rangers. So when you're Rangers naughty. Down. Oh, wow. Right, Lucy, second pen. When, when Wolves competed in the Europa League in 2019-20, how many seasons had it been since their previous European campaign? Was it 29... 39, 45, or 49 seasons? Um, 29. 29. Is that 29? Is that what you're going for? 29, 39, 45, 49. What are you picking? Yeah, 29. I'll just go with it. Yeah. 29, you've hit the post. It is 39 seasons. So you're still one out of two. Uh, Jack steps up. When Wolves competed in, uh, sorry, Wolves' record winner in an official European competition was in a home game in November 1960. I'm sure you remember it well, Jack. Absolutely. 5-0 <laughs> on that day. Was it Austria Wien, Fuarantina, FC Lucerne or Dynamo Zagreb? Uh, what did you say? 1960. Yeah. Uh, it would have been around that time. Uh, was the first one Austria VN? Did you say yeah. Austria? Yeah, I'll go with that one. Nicely tucked away, Jack. Ooh, wow. Well done. Oh, one out of yeah. two. For George, you level with Lucy. So Brian and Sutty have the opportunity to take a distinct lead after the second round. In 1954, Brian. Prior to the official European competition, the Daily Mail hailed Wolves as champions of the world after they beat which club in a friendly at Molyneux? Was it... Onved. Was it what? Onved. Onved. It was Moscow Spartan. No, it was. It was, it was Onved. Yes. Two out of two. You don't get an extra bonus point for saying it before the, uh, the choices. But oh, sorry. Brian, you are correct. So, Sooty, to stay level... Going into the final round, no which problem. Wolves player has scored most goals in European competition games? Is it A, John Richards, B, Raul Jimenez, C, Diogo Jota, or D, Derek the Dug Dugan? Oh, gosh. Well, Jota got two hat-tricks, didn't he? At least Jimenez get. I reckon it's Jota. Is that your final answer? Yeah. You've run up. You've given the keeper the eyes, but he ain't fooled. He saved it. It's like he's literally fell on the ball. It was Derek Dugan. 
Ooh. Derek Dugan was the answer to that. So, next question. Um, Brian, you're out in the lead on two out of two. Craig, unfortunately, you're on zero out of two. I don't mind this. And everyone else is one out of two. So, Craig, Rub it you're in. out of it, but you can still save some face. Okay. You know, I reckon you probably should have picked a number before rather than waiting to be put on first. <laughs> right, Wolves record home home win was against Croswell's Brewery in the second round of the FA Cup in November 1886. <laughs> I'm sure you remember it really well, mate. Um, back then, you were only literally playing on a xylophone rather than uh, your, your, your piano. But what was the score? Was it 10-1, 14-0, 14-1 or 14-2? Um, I'm going to go with 14-0, Dave. Oh, do you know what you've gone and done? You've yeah. John Smithed it. The keeper has been blasted into the back of the net. You've hit it that hard with anger and frustration. Congratulations, it is 14 0. <laughs> so at least you've you didn't pull down with zero. I've so just Lucy, remembered it. Lucy, <laughs> this is to put the pressure on Brian and to try and take it to a bonus round. Wolves record win away from home was a first division game in September 1955. Who did they beat 9-1 on that day? Was it Cardiff, Chelsea, Derby or West Ham? I'm going to go Cardiff. You're going with Cardiff City? Yeah. Final answer? Yeah. Do you know what, Lucy? You've got like this way of running up to the penalty spot and the keeper just like looks at you and you smile and you bedazzle them <laughs> and then you put it in the corner. You've well, scored. Yeah. Two out of three, Chelsea at Lucy. Fantastic. <laughs> it was hard, if not Chelsea. Yes. So, Jack, <laughs> you need to put the pressure on Brian as well. Paul's okay. record home defeat was in the first division game in December 1897. I'm sure you remember this one well as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 8-0 on that day. Was it Blackburn Rovers? Yeah. Ashton Vanilla, Burnley, or the West Birmingham Baggy Birds, otherwise known as West Bromwich Albion. Bloody hell, I mean, it was that long ago, wasn't it? Although, I think if it was West Brom, they'd still be talking about it, wouldn't they? So, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to get rid of that one. Um, although, actually, maybe it was. Um, let's go, would you say 1890? <clears throat> so, I think Villa are 1897. very... When, sorry? You haven't got to go back quite that far. It was 1897. 1897. I'm sure that helps you. Yeah, that's a bit more modern then, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I reckon Villa were a good team around about then, so I'm going to say that one. I like the way your trainer Thorne is, and I think they probably would have been still talking about it if it wasn't for the 5-1 McCarthy thing, but it's actually the West Birmingham Badgers. That's it. So that means that you're eliminated and tie currently with Craig on one. So, yeah. Brian... Good number, uh, Jack. There we Brian, go. We're all right, aren't we? Yes, sorry, I'm here. <laughs> you get this correct. Sooty doesn't matter and, and what have you, but we're still giving the thing. But you've got to get this correct. Otherwise, it goes into sudden death. Wolves' record defeat away from home 
was in the first division game against Newton Heath in October 1892. What was the score, Brian? Do you need the? Uh, do you want to just say yes, like you yeah. on bed, or do you uh, or do you want to, a, a multiple choice? I'll have a multiple choice, please. Oh, Dave. I thought you might. Uh, <laughs> a one out of ten. Sorry, not A. It was ten one. Sorry, B ten two, C twelve two, or D twelve one. So it was Newton Heath. That that who became Manchester United. So yeah. um, what was the year again, Dave? 1892, I'm sure that makes a big difference. <laughs> yeah. and, and the options were again sort of 10 10 1, 10 2, 12 2, 12 1. Need to hurry you. 10 1. You're going with 10 1? Yeah. Could you tell me who scored? Yeah. Uh, uh, Arbuckle got four. <laughs> what was the crowd? Three. <laughs> Right, that's perfect. That's impressive. Ten one is correct. I swear to God, you've just you, you've probably time travelled or something. Like, you know, well done. That's correct. Three out of three. So you are this week's champion. Everyone, give him a clap. Thank you. Um, but Sutty, you can officially become a runner-up um, with Jack. Is it Jack or Lucy? Lucy, you'd be runners up. I mean, Jack and Tuba have got the bronze, Lucy's <laughs> got definitely a silver. You can either get a silver or you get a bronze from this sooty. So, the question is the most points Wolves have achieved in a season under three points for a system is 103. In which season did they achieve this? Was it 2008 9? 
Well, your dad's favourite, uh, Dave. 2 0. 2 0. Oh, Dave, just, just a second, though. I just saw in the chat uh, before that uh, Manny put a thing in there. It's nine days before he starts his walk. So, you know, get on there and, and he'll and be, yeah. Hopefully, I'll get Manny on next Sunday to talk about that and yeah, a yeah. bit more. So, but, yeah. uh, or, or next Sunday night, hopefully, we'll get him on. Fingers crossed for his walk. Uh, and then hopefully we'll have some stuff with him whilst he's on his walk to Newcastle. Can you believe nine days? The guy is mad. Uh, Sutty? Six nil, Dave. You, oh, so hold on. Ooh, it's, like, it's like Craig, hold Come my on, beer. <laughs> yeah, hold I my watched, beer. I've watched them the last few yeah. days. They are absolutely abysmal. They are, I, I think they could well be the worst Premier League side of all time. They are, well, they're, they're shocking. So I'm going to well, go for Well, there you go, Craig. He's just, he's just uh, said all, all my beer and gone 6 0. Fantastic. Yeah, I do want to say, just to, again, just to finish with, thank you to Creation Wolf, um, you know, for powering extra time. Download your sofa. Score app links in the description. Whether you're listening on podcast or not, if you're watching this back on catch up, uh, leave a comment, smash a like, subscribe if you're new. We're literally, as I as I record this, we are literally only four away from getting to thirty two thousand seven hundred. Come on, there's better be a four of you that ain't subscribed. Subscribe to the channel and get us over that. Uh, guys, thank you ever so much uh, for a wonderfully entertaining evening love you all uh keep the faith there's still 13 games to go anything was it is it like thunderbirds anything can happen in the next half hour well stingray stingray dave oh i love stingray that's stingray. a conversation for your favorite stingray dave. i love stingray stingray da, 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 da. anyway and from all of us to all of you lots of love wherever you are in the world Always wolves. Always wolves. <clears throat> the TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.